We are loud, obnoxious, and completely inappropriate. Viewer's discretion is strongly advised. Hello everyone and welcome to Camping with Lenny. This is episode 8 and today we are going to be talking about first-time campers. If you're looking to uh, to start camping for the first time, doesn't matter if it's solo camping or with group camping with your friends and family or again, solo camping like what I do. Uh, before you go out there, I just want to make sure that you guys uh, have the information you need to start your camping. Um, hobby <laughs> camping adventures that's the word i was looking for camping adventures so here's the thing about camping you don't need the most expensive equipment out there you don't need the most cheapest equipment you, you just need something that you can start with it does not matter if you have if you want to buy it or rent it or whatever but i'm going to definitely suggest something i'm going to suggest to you guys that if you are planning to go camping for the first time rent your equipment why not if you rent your equipment, at least you don't have to worry about storing your camp your camp your camp gear or or try to figure out where to put it, where to clean it, all that good stuff, especially if you're a first timer. I always suggest that uh, when people are going for the first time, rent your equipment. I borrowed equipment for the first time I went camping few, many moons ago. I don't have to buy it. I just, hey, can I borrow your tent because I don't know how to camp yet. Or I just need to try it out for the first time. I'm not even sure if I'm going to like it or not. But borrow your equipment. Save your money. Just borrow equipment. You can borrow your tent. You can borrow your sleeping pad. Even 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 sleeping bags if you want to. Chairs. You can rent your chairs. You can borrow chairs from your family and friends. Just minimize your expenditure for the first time camping. Right. And always, um, always, always try it out. If you are planning to buy your equipment for the first time. And uh, what I suggest is you just go to your local camping store and try it out. See how it's supposed to set up. Ask them to put a demo together, putting it together. Uh, ask for a demo to put the tent together, for example, or, or lay down on a air pad, for example. They allow you to do that because it's a, it's a big investment, Right. So I always say to people, always borrow or rent equipment first before your first time. And that's a very big thing. The other one as well, too, is um, going camping is not like traveling. Traveling, at least you can have an idea of, of the weather that you're going to get into. In the world of camping, you have that flexibility to figure out how, how cold this is going to be outside or how hot it's going to be outside, but you have to be comfortable. So when you're planning to pack for the first time going camping, be prepared for everything, especially if you're planning to go camping in the fall or in the spring. Be prepared. So always make sure that you prepare during the day your your clothing uh, during uh, during evenings as well too and overnight, especially um, especially when you're getting ready to go to bed. Always wear something that uh, you want to sleep in 
at the same time you don't want to take that outside because you do have bug spray but all the way uh we're going to go through all this very details i just want to give you a high level because um this episode can be very very this episode can be potentially very very long <laughs> so i'm gonna keep it short for now give you highlights of what we're gonna be talking about then go straight to the big ones okay so clothing wise you just have to be very very cautious about the the weather that you're gonna be uh experiencing okay uh the other one as well too we're gonna be covering is the um is food food is very very important food is your morale booster when you go camping you don't want to go camping that you're going to be miserable and trying to figure out what you're going to eat. Be prepared for your food. Always make a menu. If you're camping with friends, ask them to make a menu. Go or, or talk to them, uh, figure out what you're going to have to eat. When I go camping with my friends, um, we meet up uh, a couple of weekends before the camping trip. We go to a bar and just go through a list of what we're planning to uh, to to have meals. What kind of meals we're planning to have throughout uh, for the first, for the next three to four days right even though we even we even plan what kind of lunch we're gonna have as soon as we get to the campsite right who's gonna pick up a sandwich for example or who's bringing up the beers who's bringing up the water all that good stuff so it's very very important for you to to find out exactly who's what you guys plan to eat and drink so that's one thing that's a big thing uh the the other item that i'm going to be um going very detailed on is your campsite where are you planning to go camping how far do you want to go how close you want to go it's you can go anywhere you want for camping for the first time if you especially you're going to solo make sure that you you know the area fairly good so you don't have to worry about if something goes wrong but if you're going to go with your friends for the first time you're going to go with them tell them you have to tell them hey how far you're comfortable to go or how far you're going to be away from home for your first time camping right again this is your first time so you do have the ability to say hey raise your hands uh i i don't feel comfortable going this far up north or go far up south or whatever or from the bushes itself i just want to make sure that i'm you're comfortable too that i'm comfortable that going out for the first time right and uh yeah so uh that's what i didn't want to be discussing as well the other one as well too is the is to have fun and to have fun at the same time be very environmental conscious so we always have a rule i personally have a rule so whatever we whatever i bring in i bring back out so this is including if especially if you're gonna go to a campsite that's um yeah that's uh that you have to bushwhack in for example that uh, you have to um uh you have to portage in or something like that then you do need to make sure that whatever you bring in you bring back out uh if you're planning to go to a uh campsite then there's a little bit more flexibility in that one this means whatever you bring in there's a garbage area that you can throw your stuff out then you can then you can bring home so make sure you clean your clean your surroundings and all that good stuff so let's talk about the essential equipment essential equipment is very very important for the first time campers you want to make sure like i mentioned before is to if your first time consider renting your equipment equipment don't buy it if you rent it, this means you own it. This means you're responsible to doing an upkeep on it. And if you this is and if you are going to be your first time camper, you don't want to spend this much money for a new tent, a new sleeping bag, pads, and, and chairs, and all that stuff. But what I suggest is this: find out your local camping store, 
right? And ask them, do they pref- do they have a renting uh, renting program or a rental program? This means that you can rent your tent, your sleeping pads, possibly your sleeping bag. I personally don't like sleeping someone else's sleeping bag. I prefer to bring my own. So I might just invest a good for a good one for a sleeping bag. But consider renting a tent, a sleeping pad, and a um, and and a chair. But personally. If I'm gonna buy, if I'm gonna use a camping chair, I'll just buy my own chair. At least I know it's comfortable. Plus, I can bring it to the beach or to the park if I need a chair, right? But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm just rambling now. But uh, consider getting, uh, renting a tent and a air pad, sleeping pad, because uh, there's a good chance that uh, the tent that you're gonna be renting is you like so much, you can buy one or you can try different sleeping bags. Uh, sorry, sleeping tent, uh, tents. I mean. Just to give you that uh, that uh, that flexibility that you uh, that you're looking for. Plus, you don't have to uh, store it at the end of the day. You can just return it, and you're good to go, right? But if you do decide to buy your own tent, like I mentioned earlier, go to your camping store, go to your local camping store, spend time with the associates, ask them questions, tell them to help you set it up, see how it's supposed to set up, ask them if you can lay go inside the tent. See if it's um, there's there's things there like ventilation that you that you have, how big are the doors, how much stuff you can fit in there, and all that good stuff. But here's the thing: here's a little trick. Consider getting a tent slightly bigger than you think you're going to be using. Okay, here's an example. You are a one person. Let's just use an example of one person tent. If you get a one person tent, it is a size of a coffin. So. Look at getting like a two or three person tent if you're by yourself. The reason why is this. You have room for your air pa- uh, your sleeping pad, your bag to put your clothes on, and you have room to change inside the tent, especially if you're coming, if it's uh, raining outside, if you need to change your bathing suits or you need to change uh, clothes to, because of the weather changes outside, you have room inside to change. So upsize your tent. If you're one person, look at a uh, look at the two or three person tent. I personally go for a three person. That's just me. But if you are a couple, for example, consider getting a two. If you if you there's two of you, don't get a two person tent. Get a four person tent. Reason why is this: more room for you, your partner, and your equipment, your clothes, for example. So. That's just a, a trick that everyone's doing, uh, that everyone that I know does. I do the same thing. I have a four-person tent for myself when I go solo camping. Uh, if my wife comes to me, we have a six-person tent. Again, because of the extra room that we need, right? So just keep that in mind. If you are renting or buying a tent, make sure that uh, the tent is size ac- sized for yourself accordingly. Go one or two-person more what you're planning to that that you're going to be getting okay so just keep that in mind uh the second that i want to talk to you about is the um you know, for equipment wise a sleeping bag sleeping bag is kind of interesting <clears throat> the reason why i'm saying that is this sleeping bag is going to be your primary bedding when you go camping you can get a three season uh sleeping bag this means summer winter fall right 
or you can just get a sleeping bag that's like lightweight because you're only going to be camping during the summer. But remember, if you are planning to camp, weather does drop, it does get cold at night. So if you have a weather, if your forecasting is, uh, let's say, 28 degrees C outside, but look at the, the lowest temperature that not, the overnight's going to be. If it's a 28 C and there's a good chance at night will be, let's say, 10 C, right? 10 degrees Celsius. Then you need something that's a little warmer. So um, here's the thing. My sleeping bag can go to plus four degrees Celsius. I'm good with that bag until like it gets cold, right? So I'm good with that. So that during the summer, I used to this, I used the same sleeping bag during the summer as well too. If I'm if I'm warm, I don't use it. If I'm hot, sorry. If I'm hot or warm, I take it. I I roll it out. If it's cold, I put it back. I put it on top of me. It's 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 a uh, it's one of those things that might as well get something that's actually a few degrees um, rated. At least you'll be a little bit more, a little bit more comfortable. But here's the thing, though: sleeping bag is a hit and miss temperature wise. If your sleeping bag state that you just, it can go to let's say zero degrees C, tack in plus ten degrees. You know why? They're not superly rated to to like to handle zero degrees. It does ha- can handle it, but you have to layer inside the tent to make that work. So just keep that in mind. Uh, I will not rent a sleeping bag. There's no way I'm going to rent a sleeping bag. I'll rather buy my own sleeping bag. At least that sleeping bag I can use for uh, for a guest for if I have guests in the house, for example. So use to get yourself a brand new sleeping t- uh, sleeping bag. Again, same thing as a tent. If you're planning to buy a tent, if you're planning, uh, just go to your local camping store and try out the sleeping bag. Touch it, feel it. Um, see how small is it when you pack it. How big is it? If you're a six foot tall person and you and the um, sleeping bag you bought on Amazon can only handle a five eight person, guess what? You're not gonna fit inside that tent. Uh, sorry, inside that sleeping bag so definitely look at it go to your store your local store check out the sleeping bag personally for me if i can put the sleeping bag over my head i'm good right i don't put it if it's stopped underneath my neck that's not long enough because people have a tendency to when they get cold they they curl in right or they put something on top of their head right so just keep that in mind for tent uh, for uh, sleeping bag wise. Uh, be realistic regarding the temperature you're going into. If you're only going to be doing um, uh, summer and it's rated only for 15 degrees C, go go lower, go lower. Mine will be warm than cold because if you're cold, it'll be a miserable overnighter. At least if you're warm, you can take you can remove you can just unzip your sleeping bag and go. Here's a trick though. Here's a trick for me. <clears throat> um, my setup is kind of weird. My setup is kind of interesting because I do use a sleeping pad, and I do actually put a fitted sheet on top of my sleeping pad. Then sometimes I use my sleeping bag like a blanket. I only do that during summer because it's, it feels a little bit more comfortable. Well, that's a little trick and tips for for my so that's how I use mine. Speaking of sleeping pads, uh, so sleeping pads is actually kind of unique here. Uh, 
I prefer using sleeping pads rather than air mattress. Reason why is this. You can get a sleeping pad. You can get like a two-incher, right? Self-inflated sleeping pad. And the R value of that is way better than uh, an than a, than a, uh, air mattress. Plus, packing it is a lot easier as well, too. Same thing that like I mentioned earlier. You can rent a sleeping pad. You don't need to buy one. If you are planning to buy a sleeping pad, make sure you haven't uh, make sure that your sleeping pad is slightly bigger than your sleeping pad your sleeping bag reason why is this if you have your sleeping pad you're laying on top of your sleeping pad with you're inside your sleeping bag if you roll right when you roll to your side there's a good chance that uh, you will be rolling you're not going to roll in the same spot. You'll be rolling slightly to your right or to your left, depending where you roll. It would be nice to have your sleeping pad when you roll, like where you where your arms are going to be rolling to. But if your sleeping pad is slightly narrower than your sleeping bag, you, you, by the time you roll, you'll be actually going out. You're falling off the sleeping pad, right? So consider that. If you are planning to buy your sleeping bag in the same time, then uh, you're renting a sleeping pad, Lay them down on the ground, put your sleeping bag on top of it, and see how much room you have in both sides. I prefer to have a wider sleeping pad. So, because what I mentioned earlier, when you turn around, you're covered, right? So, those are that's, that's another gear that you can rent out if you want, um, but um, it's up to you if you want to buy one. I personally treat the sleeping pad like my sleeping bag. I prefer using my own. At least it's you're comfortable with it. You know how to feel it and all that stuff. And here's a, here's another trick and trips uh, trick here. Trick and tips. That's a, that's the words I was looking for. Um, when you get your sleeping pad and your sleeping bag bag, set it up in your living room or your bedroom. Inflate your sleeping pad, lay down on it, sleep there overnight, see if how, how 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 it feels. At least you get used to it. Don't get don't set it up in the first time on your campsite because there's things there that you might like. Oh, I wish I had my internet to read the instruction. Oh, I did not know this works. At least when you try it out the first time at home, you can return it if something goes wrong or if there's something you don't like about it. So just just think about that. Set it up before you actually go camping so you know how to use it. Okay. Uh, the other piece of gear that I want to talk to you about is lighting. Lighting is very important, especially if you're going camping at night. What I use is a headlamp. I don't use a flashlight. I don't use my phone. I use a headlamp. You can get a headlamp any any anywhere you want to get it. You can get one for like $10 all the way to like a $100, $200 headlamp. You can get from rechargeable one or the battery ones. It's up to you which one you want to use. But I personally use... I personally use a, uh, a battery-powered headlamp with three settings. One is low, sorry, four settings, low, mid-high mid, uh, beam, beam, and a red light. Okay. Uh, let, me talk, let me tell you guys first D, about why I got a battery-powered one rather than a rechargeable one. Here's the thing, though. When I start camping for the first time, I always been camping without a power outlet no power on campsite like non-powered sites i've been doing that since i started camping i never and I, I will never go back i will never i only use powered campsite once in my entire life 
and um, I'll tell you guys about that later on. But uh, but typically I do non-powered sites. So having a battery recharge a rechargeable light back then was not an ideal situation because if the battery died, it's easier just to replace it rather than charging it, right? And the reason why I have a red light on my lamp, my headlamp, is at night um, your eyes needs to adjust if it's from a from a complete darkness to a white light or a bright light and you're going to lose that night um night vision ability your natural night vision ability in your eyes so typically we use red light just to glow the area plus it does not affect your uh your night vision right so that's why when you watch movies that if they go to red alert all the lights darkens to red light that's the reason why so they can adapt their eyes easily between the monitors and the and surrounding ambient light having the white light it's distracting and all that stuff but same thing the same concept in camping at night i do use red light when i walk to the bathroom for example or i have to go to uh to grab a, a beer or something i don't use white light because of um Again, by the time you turn off your light, your eyes takes a while to adjust. So that's light. I also have a lantern uh, inside my tent. I do have a uh, I do have a lamp, a battery lamp. Now I actually have a rechargeable lamp now, but the rechargeable lasts a long time. I have one in my lamp to illuminate my inside my tent, um, so I can change properly. Right, or I can read a book or anything like that, so it's there. Uh, plus, it just gives a little bit of ambient. Also, consider having a lamp as well too outside your tent, like where your eating area is. It's nice to have a headlamp because when you eat, you don't have to rely on uh, balancing the flashlight between your neck and your your shoulder. You can just have your head, your lamp, facing down and eat properly without uh, without uh, cumbersome of a of a of a handheld flashlight. And if you do have a lamp. That will help you cooking as well too, so you don't have to. Uh, at least in a glass, you know where everything is. Uh, having a white light or ambient light, a white lightish or a light, either lights or during uh, preparing food or setting up or whatever, it's great. But I typically turn them all off after I do all my chores. Uh, at least you can um, you can you can walk around without uh, without ruining your your eyesight or changing a light source between. Uh, the darkness and uh, fully light so you'll learn that you'll learn how to work maneuver yourself but uh, definitely i recommend having at least one lantern and one headlamp i prefer using powered headlamp again if something goes wrong it's easy to just change the batteries and charging i do have a chargeable lamp but my lamp actually does last a long time before i have to charge it so that's why I have that. The other piece of gear that I want to talk about is the stove. Stove is actually pretty interesting. You can you can do you can approach this in two ways. One, you can rent a stove, right? Or you can buy your stove, own stove. There's two types of stoves you can get. One is a propane base, and the other one's isobutane base, right? Uh, if you are planning to go solo camping for the first time, don't go nuts on your stove. You can rent a stove, right? If you're planning to rent a stove, that's perfect. At least you don't have to worry about uh, storing it, all that good stuff. But at the same time, you are in the mercy of what kind of stove you're going to get, right? I have two types of stove. I have a two-burner stove that uses um, propane. Uh, 
I have another single burner stove that uses propane as well too. What you get you get in your campsite, the little bottle things. Uh, they work per- perfectly for me and easy to, easy to store and all that stuff. Reason why I have a two burner and one burner, I typically use a two, I typically use a two burner stove, but I'm actually moving back to a single uh, single burner. Uh, reason why I noticed that. Uh, I don't use the other burner. Uh, this, <laughs> this make a long story short. The uh, the two burner stove I got was a hand me down from my sister, so it works really well. I used it. It's it, no issues there. But I prefer using my single single burner. So I'm gonna move back to my single burner stove. Uh, they're both propane, so that's good. It's easy to pack as well too. Also, when I cook food, uh, I rely on my uh, my campfire to cook my food. I don't. I only cook um, stuff in a burner if I need to boil something or fry something. Typically, I do barbecue, so I, it's usually on the on the on the on the uh, camp campfire that I cook my my I cook my food on top of the campfire as much as possible. About 80, 80 to ninety percent of the time, I cook my food there. Right, so the stove can be uh, can you can use stove. Uh, you definitely have a you definitely need one no matter what. Um, also, there's other uh, type of stove there too that you can use. One you can get a very small portable folding one. You can literally chuck it into your bag and it's there. Um, if you're planning to go car camping, mostly I recommend just get a regular stove. It's actually cheaper. Regular single burner stove. It's cheaper, and um, and. It's it's not that bad easy. It's not that hard to store, especially if you're car camping. But uh, if this is you're going to be your first time, definitely consider just renting one. Right? It's a big investment. They're not if a good one. It can cost you about two hundred dollars. If uh, if if you go to the cheap side one, you can get one for fifty bucks. But uh, it's a um, it's a crap shoot if you buy a fifty dollar stove that you're not sure if it's gonna work or not. So <laughs> consider getting uh, just renting one for now. And uh, if you do, if you're very adamant of buying one, um, do your research. Do your research. I'm a big fan of the. Um, jet boil or the um or the coleman stoves so just uh just make sure that uh, you pick the right one and make sure <clears throat> the, the the fuel that he uses is easy to get as well too and if you are planting a stove bring get yourself um uh, one of those um uh barbecue lighter right uh some of them do have a uh, a fire starter built into your stove but i don't typically use uh i don't they're, they're nice to have, but if that goes down, you do need to replace it or you do need to have your own fire source. So I use a barbecue lighter to start my fire. Okay. Uh, the other piece of kit that I want to talk to you about is the cooler. <clears throat> the cooler is very, very important. The, the word cooler explains everything. Uh, it just keeps your food and your beverage cold. Right? So... Pardon me, I just need to drink my coffee here. Uh, <clears throat> I was saying the cooler is very, very important to keep your food cool, cold, cool, and your f- and your drinks cold at the same time. So this one is up to you, uh, depending on how big your how big your. You, typically, everyone has a cooler. It doesn't matter if it's a soft bag or a hard case, Coleman um, cooler or a Yeti cooler. Uh, there's two ways. There's two things you can get in cooler. One, one is powered cooler that you can put in a cigarette lighter, uh, 
and the other one is just insulated cooler i have an insulated cooler and i've been using i have my cooler for past 10 years it never failed me once it never failed me at all so it's up to you how you guys want to do your cooler um Typically, you're going to have one anyway to congest you already have one. That's a matter if it's a bag base or a hard hard case base um, style cooler. But uh, you know what you need to cool. If you're planning to go summer camping, make sure you always have ice with you. It's always cold and all, all that good stuff. Uh, for liquids as well, too. <clears throat> if you have a beer, you want it cold. If you have water, you want it cold. So keep that in mind how you want to do your cooler. Uh Again, this is up to you if you want to rent one or or buy one. I personally, same thing as the uh, steaming bag, buy it because you never know when you're going to need it, especially if you're going to go do a cookout or a barbecue. Nice to have a cooler outside. All right. Here's a little tricks. Here's a trick and, tri- a trick and tip for you in, um, in the cooler world here. What I normally do is uh, it's kind of con- uh, it's kind of weird, but it does work very well. Um I, I layer my ice. So, for example, I put a, la- a bag of ice at the bottom of my cooler, put my meat, uh, my food on top, in the middle, middle one that needs to be like ice cold, then my beverages and all that stuff. Then I put another layer of ice, then anything that's like on, and uh, then I put another um, uh, food, like anything that does not have to be ice cold. It can just be like, the bottom layer will be frozen. The middle layer will be your regular um, refrigerator stuff, like your butter or or corn or vegetables or whatever. I put in the middle layer. Then, uh, then on top of that, I put in our layer of ice. That's three bags of ice already put in that cooler. Then after that, then that will just keep everything nice and cool, right? So, but here's a trick. Grab yourself uh, like one of those small water bottles or... Um, one of your water bottles, your reusable water bottle, pour two, uh, wa- uh, just pour water on top. Make sure there's water, there's a layer of water. The reason why is this. As soon as the ice starts melting, you start creating water. And, it, and it's going to keep it incredibly cold inside that cooler. The water will help uh, melt the ice in the same time the ice is keeping the water cold so now you have this beautiful layer of like ice cold water and I can guarantee you that technique will keep your your cooler cold for like four to five days when I do that I don't have to maintain it at all it will just keep it cold sometimes I actually put a, uh, salt in the cooler itself just to keep it um keep it uh, regulated a bit so that's how i do my cooler and to be honest with you it never failed me yet it keeps my food and my uh adult beverages and my uh and my water co- ice cold even my frozen foods remain frozen i have to defrost them that's how good it is and um and and at the end of the year camping trip when you're ready to leave get rid of all the water as soon as you start packing and open it up and leave it under the sun so by the time you pack your ba- uh, pack your car you're ready to go your cooler is dry and you don't have to wipe it when you get home so no trick there okay so the next one will be um pots plates cups and utensils okay so 
I have a camping pots and pans uh, kit that I got a long time ago. You can get those kits in um, in Amazon. You can get one from your camping uh, supplier. You can get one, they're not expensive at all. You can get one for twenty five, thirty dollars. There's uh, there's you can get three piece one. Um, you can use those. Those are great. I've used as well too. Is I brought I have bought a um, a nonstick pan in a local store. And I used it for two seasons, and it works perfectly. Um, you don't have to go fancy on your pots and pans, and uh, yeah, you don't need to go fancy on that one. You, you can just get your own. Um, uh, you can get one for the dollar store or something. But again, just make sure that's uh, fire rated. You, the good thing about the portable ones, you can it's easy to pack and ready to go. Uh, regarding cups, uh, I normally bring. Um, two usable cups one is a coffee mug right and the other one's just a water bottle the reason why i use those is easy to uh it's easy to just pour water in there and drink water and the coffee mug is just there to drink your coffee and that's all i use i don't use anything else uh regarding utensils um i do have a uh, camping utensil kit i got for like dirt cheap during an off-season sale uh they're four piece you can use those. You, just, you, you do need to wash them every time you use them. But uh, uh, you can use whatever you have at home as well. That's fine too. Just remember you are going camping outdoors. Don't bring the most expensive ones. Just buy something that you, can, you don't mind losing. But uh, do yourself a favor. Get yourself a very good sharp knife. Because if you do need to cut, you can use that. Uh, plates. Plates, it's a little let's just say it can be very controversial. I use paper plates. The reason why I use paper plates is because I burn everything that I have on the fire when I'm done. So if I eat food, for example, then I use my paper plates to eat my food on it, right? Of course. And uh, when I'm done with it, I actually just chuck it to the, to the fire and let and just let it burn that includes all the oils from the food and all that good stuff the reason why is this uh if you are camping in the wilderness or even just in the uh campsite uh there are animals out there there are raccoons there are deers in some points there's bears as well too you have to keep an eye on them as well too you want to make sure that you burn everything so there's no trace of food so they can go so they can just avoid minimize your your exposure to animals Especially raccoons. Raccoons are tricky little bunch of uh, little critters. They they love going into garbage and all that stuff because there is food there. So whatever you can burn uh, and just burn it off, it'll be easier for you. It'll be easier to clean as well too. Plus, it's less garbage to bring away to to haul out, right? So that's what I use for plates wise. Um, um, I never used uh, re uh, reusable ones because again, uh, I'd rather burn it so I don't have to worry about it right so so that's what that's that and the last one in the the essential equipment list is the camp chair camp chair is one of those pieces of equipment in camping that uh, you'll be using more than your tent especially at night if you're in front of the fire you need to have a good chair that you can sit on and not hurt your legs and all that stuff so this is what i suggest you to do if you're planning to buy a camp chair doesn't matter what kind of camp chair it is you have to sit on it go to the store open it assemble it whatever 
sit on it for at least five minutes. Move around based on your sitting position. You change your sitting position. You want to slouch. You want to sit up straight. You want to. Uh, do you want to Captain Kirk it? You know, just like you know, put more weight on one side and all that stuff, and feel it. You know, sometimes cam chairs has this crossbar at the front of the uh, front of the chairs. It can actually pinch your legs. Right, and you don't want that. If you start feeling that, and you're gonna be there for a while, you're gonna have a very miserable seat. So, find yourself a very good cam chair, and and to be honest with you, if you like it, buy it. If you don't like it, just rent it. Then you're not sure where you want to store it. Don't rent it. Just rent it. But uh, sit on that chair and make sure that you're comfortable on it. Because again, after you eat clean up first thing you're gonna do is grab a beer you're gonna sit down in front of campfire and enjoy your night and you don't want to be uncomfortable just remember that and make sure it's portable enough that uh, if you decide to go to the beach you can just pop in your car head to the beach set it up you get to go and also don't forget there's a do you need a cup holder make sure there is a cup holder on that one Right, so so that's the essential gear that you should be bringing with you for the first timer but now let's talk about clothing Clothing is kind of unique. Unique in a way that uh, this is not a fashion show. You're going camping through a lax. So don't bring the most expensive clothes that you have. Bring something that you're going to be comfortable with. Remember, you have to dress for the weather. If you do, if you do that, you'll be prepared. Okay. Try to avoid cotton as well. The reason why is this. Cotton gets wet, it can get cold, and can get sticky and heavy. It's just going to be miserable. Try to use synthetic materials as much as possible. Like, like uh, yeah, synthetic, uh, synthetic uh, no, fabrics because it's lighter weight and it's breathable. Get something that's breathable. Make sure it's breathable. Um, I personally wear. I personally have a jean. Uh, sorry, shorts with me. A couple of wear shorts. I do have um, a uh, a sweatpants that I use. Uh, that's waterproof. I use that a lot at night, especially if it gets cold. Um, I also wear a. Um, I also bring with me a sweater. Uh, even during the summer, I bring a sweater during the summer just in case because you never know how cold it can be overnight. I went camping one time that I got, uh, it was beautiful during the day. It was, um, we were getting uh, 25, 25 and 28 degrees C outside. And at night it went down to like 10, between five and 10 degrees C at night. And then the temperature shot up during the morning. And uh, I'm glad that I, have a, I had a sweater because I learned my lesson because at one point I did not bring a sweater. Trust me, it was cold. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, just bring a sweater with you. Again, just wear something that's like not super super heavy. Just wear something that's uh, lightweight enough that plus warm at the same time. Remember, if you are if you're going to have clothes outside, just this is the reason why I don't say I say that don't bring your most expensive ones. If you are planning to put bug spray, you are going to spray the bug spray on top of your clothes, right? And it's going to smell. And if you are in front of the fire, your campfire, your clothes will smell like fire. So, 
just keep that in mind. So just make sure that you what you're going to bring with you is uh, is suitable for the environment. Uh, regarding shoes, um, I typically just wear sandals and flip flops during the campsite. I do have runners with me just in case that I decide to go hiking. But typically, I just I'm a flip flop um, sandals kind of guy during camp campsite. And also one thing as well too, um, bring yourself a uh, uh, like a like shower shoes like flip-flops that you, that you get wet it doesn't get ruined but it's easy to dry uh just in case you decide to take a shower in the in the in the uh comfort zone or the comfort rooms with a uh, if you have campsite with a bathroom or a washroom at least you can take a shower there at least you'll be uh you don't have to walk around with your bare feet just saying so always wear something uh something comfortable at the same time um bring a jacket or, or a sweater this is not a fashion show. Please be general. Uh, don't go too crazy on the clothes you wear. Um, for me, I know just for me, when I go camping for about that's matter of three days to like five or eight days, I treat it like a carry on style uh, trip. I just make sure that I put everything in my backpack and go. So, and also if you're planning to go swimming and there's a beach there, um, use, uh, Get yourself a two um, uh, quantity of two sleeping, uh, not sorry, uh, swimwear. Because if you go to a beach or in the pool, uh, after you use it, you want to rinse it and, and hang it, right? And you can decide to go to, to the to the pool on the beach again the next day. At least you have a spare one. So I normally bring two if I know that I'm gonna be swimming in uh, in, in the water. So that's the camping wear thing uh the next one i want to talk to you guys about is toiletries toiletries is very very uh very nice to have uh i bring everything i in other words i have a toiletry bag that i use when i travel for work when i travel i use the same thing the only thing that um i make sure that i have with me is uh is a uh, my shampoo and my soap body soap right because they don't provide that you have to bring your own um, depending where you go and um, yeah the orange you name it just i just bring the same thing over and over again but here's the thing though if you are going to go camping try to avoid using anything that has fragrant that has uh, like a uh, smell to it like a perfumey smell because uh, bugs do get attracted to those so so what i normally do is um i uh, i try to find something that's like scent free then use that i don't use deodorant as well too when i go camping because uh it does attract insects and all that good stuff so just be just be aware of that also um bug spray like i mentioned earlier bug spray is good to have use that um also i normally bring my own toilet paper as well too as a backup because uh, you never know if there's an emergency bring one uh keep bring yourself a hand sanitizer as well too um again just to keep uh keep it uh keep your hygiene up because you're going to be outside uh all day all night right so just be be aware of that as well too and bring and do yourself a favor bring yourself a bag of ziploc bags because uh, sometimes uh, if you have a bar of soap, for example, and you don't want to just put it back in your bag, you just put it in a Ziploc bag to keep it uh, separated and keep it dry inside your toiletry bag. And also um, um, bring extra uh, uh, quick dry towels. Like, sorry, not bring extra, but b get yourself a quick dry towel. 
like a body towel and also a face towel that quick dry as well too reason why is uh, you can just hang it and uh, let it dry really fast i have i bring two of them with me one's a hand um face towel one and the other one's a uh, a full body towel quick dry after i use it i'll just hang it in the uh, coats line or on top of my tent it dries up in like less than 20 minutes then i fold it back and bring it back to my inside my tent All right so uh so just have that make your life a lot easier so yeah that's the toiletry side so oh also i forgot to mention um always bring a first aid kit you can get really good kits again in your camping uh camping supply shop or you can build your own make sure that uh, you whatever you, you can find uh, a list on the online on the online you can find a list of uh first aid kits if you want to build one uh, online because uh, again if something happened at least you're prepared to um to use it and make sure you know how to use your first aid kit that's the key you don't want to fumble around try to uh, cover a wound and try to read instruction at the same time it's not very fun okay this is the last one this is the last one and this is the most important one you guys ready food 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 i have a very very strict rule about food i'm going camping it does not mean that i have to rough it with my food if you listen to my last uh, full uh, camping trip in port barwell a couple of episodes ago i actually had a filet mignon for dinner reason why is this i the reason why i'm saying that uh, you don't have to rough it while you're yeah you don't need to eat rough when you're roughing it eat well while you're roughing it you are not don't bother eating freeze-dried food and all that like that if you have access to a cooler bring food with you if you want to eat a steak eat a steak if you want to eat uh ribs eat a ribs if you want to have a pizza that's a little bit difficult but it is possible to have pizza while you're camping just be realistic in the same time you don't have to sacrifice what you're planning to to eat but if you are planning uh if you are going to start putting a list together what to eat Make sure you have this three. Uh, make sure you 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 plan it properly. You need to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. Then you, th- you need to have a morning snack, afternoon snack. Okay. You need to prepare that, and also the evening snack. Right. So that's like six meals that you have to prepare. That you need to make sure that you're good to go. Six. One, two, three, four, five. Yes. One, two, three, four, five. Six. Yes, six. <laughs> Just remember. Um, make sure you have everything planned because you don't want to be you don't want to overpack and the same thing you don't want to underpack i typically pack uh if i do a three-day uh, camping trip that's lunch dinner for let's say friday saturday will be lunch sorry breakfast lunch dinner and uh, sunday will be breakfast maybe lunch but remember, you still have snacks in between. I usually pack. The, uh, I usually plan my meals that way, and on top of that as well too, I um, I make sure that I have enough snacks to cover all the snack times, and I usually pack one extra meal as well too. Uh, the reason why I do that is something not, nothing fancy, but something simple to eat, simple to uh, to pack, and simple to 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 take because you don't want to uh, run out of food. Let's say, for example, if you're trying to cook meal and you burned it. Uh, at least you have a spare one those kind of things so you make sure you have a backup meal at least for uh one meal backup 
right? Um, Breakfast-wise, you can you the world is your oyster. You can eat whatever you want, right? Uh, but you remember, you do have to pack all these stuff or your 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 spices and all that stuff. How you guys want? Take it. Just make sure you bring that with you. And uh, all your snacks, make sure you have that ready to go as well, too. And the most important things is tea and coffee. Just a little give you guys a heads up. I like coffee. I'm drinking coffee right now. It's getting cold, but I do need to, to heat that up. But I do drink coffee. I When I start camping, I've been using the uh, instant coffee, the 3-in-1 coffee. They're great in a pinch. Right, they're great in a pinch. Like, don't get me wrong. I've been drinking that stuff for a while, and uh, I come to the point now that uh, I need something better. So, um, I actually bring my own. Uh, I have a one of the pots that I use for camping. I pour water in that one. I actually have a pour over coffee. I have a little pour over thing that I bring with me, and I just pour over coffee right into my mug, and I drink coffee that way. I pre-grind everything when I go away. I have enough coffee for uh, two mornings plus uh, I I always pack for two coffees a day when I go because um, it's uh, it's one of those things that I like to drink. Uh, if you're not a big coffee drinker, if you do need coffee just to do a pick me up, a two in one you can get in the store. That's perfect. Starbucks has them, Nescafe has them, everyone has them now, and they and they're 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 passable. They're not like the best, but they're passable. But personally, for me, growing uh, getting getting too old to drink that stuff, I need something better. So that's why I have a pour over uh, coffee with me when I go camping. But again, it's depending on uh, depending on what your um, what uh, what how how you want to drink your coffee. Uh, the other one as well too that I forgot to mention is the uh, canned goods, canned goods and side dish and all that stuff. Bring that the bring some if you guys want to. That's actually my backup meal is the canned foods or or the side dish ones because if something goes wrong, at least I have that ready to go. Excluding my last trip because I forgot my uh, my vegetables and I had to do everything side dishes. That was fun. But um, if you're just make sure that um, if you do have a, a can entree, for example, or canned food, make sure you bring your can opener. How many times I see people forgot to bring your, bring their can opener when they actually let's say can corn, for example, they forgot to the can opener and they can't open it, right? So if you're planning to have a um, uh, a dish or uh, a backup dish or any type of even equipment wise, make sure you have a tools to to fix it or open it. That's a very key thing to have. So yeah. So that is the uh, guide to uh, my first time, your first camping trip. Make sure that uh, all your all, all your essentials like your gear, your your clothes, your toiletry, your meals are planned accordingly. So you don't have to worry about that. The other one as well, too, that I forgot to talk about that I'm going to talk about now. I just remembered now that I mentioned earlier is where to go camping. Camping is actually a very, very in my opinion, a very intimate way to, to get to know yourself, especially if you're going going solo camping for the first time. doesn't matter if you're going with friends and family, but solo camping is very, very intimate. The reason why I'm saying that is the is the it's just nice to to be prepared for it. So when you are going to go camping, 
for the first time and you're, fi- you're trying to look for a place to go camping for the first time, it's n- don't be ashamed to stay close to home. If something goes wrong, you're, you can bail out. You can say, this is not for me. I'm going home the next day, for example. If there's an emergency, at least you know where the, where the uh, hospitals are, for example. And if you forgot something, at least you know where the stores are and the shops are. Make sure that when you go camping for the first time, you are comfortable to be out there. Make sure that you know, you're, you're aware of your surroundings. And at least make sure you have cell signals so you can call for help. So if you're going to plan something, make sure you have make sure you have three or four options to go and check out the area. Make check out the area what's what's outside the park, for example, what's outside the uh, the area where it's near a hospital and all that good stuff. So at least you are prepared. At least you know where to go. And make sure someone knows where you are going to. That is the key. That is that is a very important thing to ha- to know is where you are. But if you are going to be with your friends and family for the first time going camping, they're seasonal and you're not, ask questions. Ask them questions. Ask them, hey, where are we going? Do you know where this is? Do you know where the hospital is? Do you know where the nearest shop is just in case you forgot something? Hey, I need to borrow this. I need to, where can I get this? Ask questions. Don't rely on uh, uh, on your re- re- don't rely on research or rely on your research, but get it validated with your friends and family that's been doing camping for a while, right? So don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, here's the story. I'll give you guys a little story. I went camping a few years ago with friends, uh, with family, with friends, sorry, with friends, and uh, one of the uh, campers that uh, we went with, um, she didn't realize that she had um, heat stroke right she had a headache she just felt exhausted she's been drinking a lot of water and um and i looked at her i'm like are you okay and she's like no i just don't feel good so she has that look she has a pale look of like exhaustion so i had a feeling it because we heat exhaustion so i did the uh, the skin test so if you guys don't know the skin test you can actually pinch someone's skin uh if the skin uh snap back really fast Right. This means that, uh, this means a person can be dehydrated. This means the heat stroke. If your skin is actually it takes a, uh, it's it it bounces back, but it's not like immediate. This means you're not you don't have heat stroke. So uh, I did that test to her like a simple test, and I noticed that oh my, she's pretty dry. So um, so my buddy and I went to grab some Gatorade for her to get her electrolytes back up. So in some water and a few hours later she was feeling a lot better so uh this is her first time going camping and uh she didn't know what's going on so i'm glad that she has like six of us (laughs) uh to uh to get her back up and running again and she was fine after after that that was her first full day out of uh four nights that's how long the the camp uh, it was a five-day four-night trip and that was her second day so always rely uh ask questions if you don't feel good talk to your friends uh friends or family uh, that's going camping with you make sure that uh, you're okay um try to do some research regarding how to how to how to do typical small first aid kit, uh, first aid um, practice. Uh, it will give you, it will help you, and um, and and yeah, just be be aware, and you're gonna have so much fun, and you, you're just gonna be 
you're gonna love it so that's what i'm saying that uh make sure you're aware of your surroundings don't be afraid to stay close to home at least especially if you're going to be solo coming for the first time if you're going to be with friends and families ask questions just ask questions make sure that you are comfortable to go out there okay so so yeah those are my tricks and tips for first-time campers and uh and just be out there and have fun and uh just relax and uh enjoy your time camping thanks guys Thank you.